Good evening once again, brethren, or good morning, or good day. I greet you all in the wonderful name of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Hallelujah. It is such a pleasure for me to be back to speak a word of, uh, of God to you again and to share a scripture too. Hallelujah. Well, in my heart, this has been going through my heart and mind uh, for the last two, three days, which I believe the Lord wants me just to share with you. Amen. And we should have more of a talk, a preaching type of talk, or we can call it just a, a time where we can just encourage one another. And this is my topic. My topic is uh, bringing faith to your house or taking faith back to your house. Amen. In the book of Joshua 24, chapter 24, verse 15, Joshua said these words, And if it seemed evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that uh, were on the other side of the flood or the gods of the Amorites in whose land you dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Amen. And uh, what we see here is that Joshua made a determined decision to serve the Lord. Hallelujah. And uh, basically that's what we need to do in these days. Amen. And uh, we always have the choice. And I especially speak to parents, especially speak to grandmas and granddads. Hallelujah. But also we speak to the children. And uh, we all have to make a choice sooner or later on how we want to serve the Lord. And then I want to take my text from the book of St. Mark, chapter uh, 5, from verse 22. And it says, And behold, there cometh one of the rulers of the synagogue, Jairus by name. And when he saw him, and when he saw Jesus, he fell at Jesus' feet. Amen. And besought him greatly, in verse 25, besought Jesus greatly, saying, My little daughter lieth at point of death. I pray thee, come and lay thy hands on her, that she may be healed, and she shall live. And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. Now we know from verse 25 that the woman with the issue of blood uh, sort of took a miracle from Jesus. Amen. So we will skip over to verse 35. And verse 35, the story of Jairus continues. While he yet spake, now this is why Jesus still spake to the uh, woman with the issue, who had the issue of blood. While he yet spake, there came from the ruler of the synagogue's house, certain which said, Thy daughter is dead, why troublest thou the master any further? As soon as Jesus heard the word that was spoken, he said unto the ruler of the synagogue, that is to Jairus, Be not afraid, only believe. And he suffered no man to follow him save Peter and James and John, the brother of James. And he cometh to the house of the ruler of the synagogue, and seeth the tumult, and them that wept and wailed greatly. And when he was coming, he said unto them, Why maketh he thus ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. And they laughed him to scorn, but when he had put them all out, he taketh the father and the mother of the damsel, and them that were with him, and he entered in where the damsel was lying. And he took the damsel by the hand, this is verse 41, and said unto her, Talita kumi, which is being interpreted, 
Damsel, I say unto thee, Arise. And straightway the damsel arose and walked. Amen. For she, for she was of the age of twelve years, and they were astonished with great astonishment. And he charged them straightly that no man should know it, and commanded that something should be given her to eat. That's just a side thought here. One preacher I listened to said that amazingly, Jesus raised a lot of young people or children or young men uh, in his ministry, raised them from the dead. Why? Because they had their whole lives ahead of them. Amen? And then that's so important to, to realize that, amen, uh, God wants you to live your life fully. Amen? God wants you to, to be there. Hallelujah. <clears throat> now, <clears throat> when we look at this, story, you know, one thinks that your whole life, or you spend a lot of time at home, and uh, and it can be very difficult to practice your faith or to live your life for Jesus, especially at home, and you think about this time of the lockdown, amen, <laughs> uh, it can be very difficult to keep the faith going, why, it's a place where we live, where we are relaxed, and sometimes it's a place where we drop our God, drop our disciplines, and, and just lose, you know, our spiritual disciplines to pray and to seek the Lord and to read the Bible and so forth. There's also a place, you know, where we have our problems. Isn't that true? Where there's lack of money, perhaps, lack of food, or problems in a marriage, problems with the children. You know, a place where temptations comes also. Amen. And so, when I speak about bringing faith to your homes, we need to to realize it's very, very important that we have to do what Jairus did. Amen. There was a problem in Jairus' home. Amen. His daughter fell sick to the point of death. And you know, uh, the people we love are in our homes. Amen. Sometimes it doesn't seem like we love them until they have problems. Amen. And, and then we, you know, it really touches our hearts when they are hurt or they're going through some problems. And, and I know Parents, mothers and fathers will do anything to help their children, to help their grandchildren. Well, that's the love that God has put inside of us, amen, for our loved ones, amen. And so, <clears throat> Jairus' daughter fell ill, and he heard about Jesus, and uh, he was the ruler of the synagogue, and he didn't care anymore what Pharisees or scribes said, or anybody at the synagogue said anymore. Because he didn't run to the synagogue, he ran to Jesus. And the Bible says when he saw Jesus, he fell at Jesus' feet. Now, notice how Jairus approached the Lord. Hallelujah. People, we have to learn to respect and honor our Lord and Savior. You know, sometimes in our own homes tells you whether you love or respect Jesus. Remember, uh, many times I've heard this and people have quoted it and said these words, that Jesus is the unseen guest in your house. How do you speak in your house? How do you act in your house? What is your manners like in the home? You know, sometimes at church, you know, we sometimes I always used to say we have two identities. You have an identity at home and you have an identity uh, maybe at church. And maybe you got another identity at work, you know. Maybe we won't recognize you if we should see you at work. You're just somebody totally different, amen? But what we need to realize is that uh, who is Jesus to you at home? Who is Jesus to you when you're alone? Amen. And so when Jairus, he, he did not go to his church. He did not go to, 
to the synagogue. He ran straight forward, uh, straight out, and went to find Jesus Christ. And when he saw Jesus, he knew his answer lies with Jesus. And he fell at the feet of Jesus. And the Bible says he besought him greatly. Now, you know, to besought means that he implored, he desired, he exhorted, he called unto Jesus. Amen. Greatly. And that means it was not soft. It must have been loud. Amen. He must have called with such a loud voice, you know, and, and persuaded Jesus. Amen. Saying, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. And come on, people, when we are in big trouble, huh? Then you don't care anymore what others around you say. Amen. Then you don't care what people think. Hallelujah. When we are going through uh, big problems. So he didn't care. Him being uh, this big person in the synagogue. I mean, he had a reputation to uphold. But he didn't care anymore about his reputation. And this is how we should be when we come to Jesus Christ. We have no reputation because he is the king of kings. He is the Lord of lords. Hallelujah. And that is what humbleness is all about. It's not about me. It's about Jesus. Amen. And you fall on your knees and you don't care what others think or what others say. Amen. And you know, one of the reasons why we are not preaching the gospel to other people or why we're not telling other loved ones about Jesus because we are ashamed. We wonder what are they going to say? What are they going to think if I must speak to them about Jesus? Well, on this certain day, Jairus did not think anything. He just had one thing in his mind. My daughter is dying. I need Jesus to come to heal her. Hallelujah. And like we said earlier on, he pleaded. Huh? He besought Jesus greatly. And this is what he said to Jesus. This was his request. He says, my little daughter lieth at the point of death. And I pray thee, come and lay hands. Amen. He was very, very specific. He said, come and lay thy hands on her that she may be healed and she shall live. Well, he knew. Two things he said here, that she must be healed and she shall live. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, and Jesus went with him and much people followed him and thronged him. Well, this is always the power of faith in a person's life. Amen. That Jesus, God will come to any person where there's faith. And this is why if we want God to do miracles in our homes, we have to bring faith back to our homes. Amen. Jairus, faith, caused Jesus Christ to leave the multitudes and go only to his house. Amen. His faith drew the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords to his home. Amen. When I say that you've got to bring faith back to your home, I'm saying also bring Jesus back to your house. I'm also saying bring the word back into your house. Amen. And we'll get into more of that later on. But notice here, he, he said, just come, lay your hands on my daughter and she shall live again. Hallelujah. Jesus forgot about everybody else went with the person who had faith, and that was Jairus. Hallelujah. Amen. And then we pick up the story after Jesus had healed the woman with the issue of blood, that here came people, in verse 35, while he had spake, they came from the rule of the synagogue's house certain, which said, Thy daughter is dead. Why troublest thou the master any further? Isn't that amazing? In other words, they said, It is finished. Uh, there's nothing Jesus can do. There's nothing nobody can do. Your daughter is dead. They brought Jairus terrible news. Terrible, terrible news. Amen. And they said to, 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 to Jairus, don't worry Jesus anymore. In other words, these people 
did not know who Jesus was. Amen. They undermined Jesus. You see, a house without faith undermines Jesus. A house without faith finds their solutions everywhere else, but not in Jesus. A house without Jesus never thinks about church, never thinks about giving into the ministry, never thinks about winning the lost. A house without Jesus is a faithless house. It's a house that has no hope. There's no end when trouble comes. Amen. They cry their hearts out. Huh? They cannot see solutions. They panic. They're full of fear. And, and uh, Jesus immediately spoke to Jairus. You see, Jairus already had the answer. A house full of faith has the answers already. No matter what problems or temptations may come to that family or to that home, they already have the answers. Hallelujah. You sit already with the answers. You sit with the word of God already. Amen. And I'm speaking about this because many times all of us fall into, you know, we, have, we can sometimes forget, you know, uh, the word of God. We may sit and ponder our problems. We may panic. And we may really uh, be so fearful that we forget we've got a God. And why do we forget? Because we don't bring Jesus to our homes. We don't remind ourselves that we are saved, we have a living God. Sometimes we categorize God or Jesus Christ. We think of church only. We don't realize that Jesus is also in our homes. He lives in your house. He lives inside of you. He's right there in your home. Amen. And Jairus, oh, thank God, Jairus had got hold of Jesus by faith. Amen. When you've got the Lord in your house, when you've got the Lord in your heart, when you've got the word of God in your heart, you've got Jesus in your house. Hallelujah. And nothing must disturb you. Amen. If any uh, persecution, trial or tribulation hits your home. Amen. Your first reaction is Jesus. Hallelujah. Because he is the answer. He is the solution. And you know, uh, Jesus, there is a word for every solution, uh, uh, problem. There is a word for every circumstance. Amen. And that is what it means to bring faith into your house. Hallelujah. You have the answer even before the problem has come. And Jairus got hold of Jesus in the nick of time. Hallelujah. And he was walking with Jesus. Now listen to me. Walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. Walk with Jesus day and night. Walk with Jesus at work. Walk with Jesus when you're going to bed. Walk with Jesus when you wake up in the morning. Walk with Jesus whether you're going to a party, to a wedding, to a funeral. Walk with Jesus. Hallelujah. Amen. Because he will speak to you. In any trial, any tribulation, any circumstance. And most of all, walk with Jesus even in your house. Live for the Lord even in your house. Hallelujah. Don't be reckless. Don't be a hypocrite. Amen. Where you want to only be holy at church. Amen. And so, as soon as they said, your daughter's dead, why are you troubling the master? Look, they respected Jesus, but they undermined his power. They undermined that Jesus can do anything and all things, even when the situation is hopeless. Because when they got to Jairus, they were saying, the situation is hopeless. It is finished. There's nothing you can do about the circumstance. But thank God, the word was there. Hallelujah. Notice verse 36. As soon as Jesus heard what the word that was spoken. He did not look at these people or how they acted and what clothes they wore and so on. He wa Jesus watched the words. You know, when you are in your house, watch the words. Watch the words that you speak. 
Your wife must watch her words. The children must watch their words. You must watch the words that you speak because God watches the words from your mouth. That is, when you have a wonderful faith in your house, it means you have wonderful words in your house. Amen. The Bible says Jesus watched the words of their mouths. What they said. Amen. Jesus didn't worry about the death of Jairus' daughter. He watched the words. Even in your house. Words build your house or words destroy your house. Amen. Words build your children or destroy your children. And I want to say this, and I believe this is one of the reasons why I'm speaking about this, is that our children make our children make mistakes. They have their failures too. Your grandchildren have their failures. You made mistakes too. Amen. But never let those failures and let those mistakes cause you to bring negative words upon them. Don't you go and further push them down or push yourself down with negative words because he watches over his word to perform it. Amen. In Jeremiah 1, 12 and 13 down, it says God watches his word. He watches his word. He watches his word. All the time God watches words. God watches words. Amen. A house of faith has positive words. A house of faith has scriptural words. A house of faith. Amen. As biblical words, a house of faith has Jesus because he is the word. Amen. Jesus Christ is the word. Hallelujah. Bring Jesus back into your house. Bring him back into your cupboards. See the cupboards full. He is your provider. He is your Jehovah Jireh. Bring Jesus into your house. When there is an argument, find peace immediately. Talk to one another. Amen. And make some plans to pray together also. Hallelujah. And so... Is immediately the word spoke up. Amen. After the negative words were spoken, the word spoke. And that was Jesus Christ. What did our Lord and Savior say? Be not afraid. Only believe. When there's no faith in a house, then there's fear. When there's no faith in a house, there's doubts. When there's no faith in the house, one always is tied up or aligned or wired up negatively. We must change the way we see our children. We must change the way we see our partners. Amen. And partners too must change the way they see things and the children too. Because we tend to be more negative in our homes. Amen. And sometimes it's because of all that media we're watching, all that television we're watching. And sometimes our children and our grandchildren are listening to all that negative worldly music which wires them up to be very negative very sad uh, emotionally all messed up because of being wrong wired up wrong listening to the wrong things well the the words have obviously is tied up the words that we speak comes from what we have heard isn't that true and so if we want faith in our homes then we've got to listen or you hear the right things isn't that true Faith cometh how? By hearing and hearing the word of God. Romans 8, 17. We've got to keep hearing and hearing the word of God. And sometimes the only way we can get our children, no matter how broken they are, no matter how messed up they are, we've got to keep saying the right things to them. Sometimes we undermine the word, we undermine being positive. And I don't blame you because we're all human in the sense of, you know, we forget our spiritual disciplines. 
and, and we can tend to go in a negative way, uh, tend to say the negative things. But this is what we're getting at. When you bring faith to your house, in spite of a child's failure or weaknesses or a partner's weaknesses, to bring faith in our homes, say the positive thing, say the answer, speak the solution. Amen. And you tell that child, my son, you will do well. Amen. Uh, recently, I was speaking to uh, one of our dear mom's uh, grannies. And, you know, there is a problem in every house. You have your problems. We have our problems. You have a problem in a house. And, you know, especially where there's children who are, are bound by what any affliction or drugs or bad habits. It costs a lot. It's a you need a very disciplined tongue to, and mind and heart to stay positive. Isn't that true? And I was saying this, you know, that many, I went to many homes, uh, or not many, but I went to few homes. And um, after speaking to some couples or to some people in that homes, we spoke, had a nice time fellowshipping, discussing problems, discussing scriptures, discussing the word. And many times it was not even in my heart or mind, you know, uh, to pray even. But, you know, out of being, you know, a pastor, uh, you have the good habit of saying, let's pray. But sometimes I didn't even have prayer in my heart. But the moment I got up in some of these homes and was getting ready to leave, the anointing of God fell on me and I would pray. And immediately the prophetical break loose, the anointing break loose, broke loose, and the power of God would fall on the people in their homes. And they would fall under the power of God. And the, and the Lord would break the yokes in that homes. God would, would break the devil's uh, 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 chains in that home. And, 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 you know, sometimes, you know, then I would think to myself, oh, I'm so anointed, but it had nothing to do with me. The Lord taught me. He said, do you know that Somebody in this house had been praying and praying and speaking the answer for this home, for this marriage, for this child. Uh, somebody in uh, one of the occupants of this house had brought faith into this house. They brought me into this house. They've been praying. They've been seeking me. Amen. And I'm, people know it's sometimes very difficult to minister to your own loved ones because they criticize you, they laugh at you, or they don't take you very seriously. And so when I get into some of these homes, God just uses me as an instrument to bring the answer of faith to somebody who had believed in that house, somebody who had been praying, somebody who had been taking the answers. And I would just be there just as an instrument just to release the answer, to release the anointing, to release the power. Amen. And so I said to one of our congregants, I said, you know, yes, one of the occupants of your home has a drug problem, is, is addicted. And I said this, you know, it's continue to say these words that son or whatever your name is, you are Delivered from those drugs. You are set free. Believe it. And I challenged um, um, uh, um, uh, 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 the, the, the believer in this house. I said, tell this child who's on drugs that pastor pray says, when you are ready to be set free from those drugs, 
contact him. He will pray with you. But I said, this person has to do homework. The one who was on drugs has to do his homework or her homework. And this is the homework. Even though they are taking the drugs, even though they are bound, they must continue still to wake up every day and say these words. Thank you, Father, that I am loosed. I am delivered in the name of Jesus. This is what I mean when we're bringing faith to our homes. Deal with the negative issue. If there's a son or a daughter who don't have work, you as parents and, and, and even that child or that son and daughter got to wake up every day and continue to say, Thank you, Father. I have a job. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus. And you as a parent can continue to say, Thank you, Father, God, that my son, my daughter has this job. And even go as far as being more specific of how much that job is paying. Amen. Uh, and, and that everything it is, you know, uh, they, they will enjoy the work. Uh, they will have favor there. Hallelujah. Speak every positive. Just say it, just say it, just say it all the time. Stay positive. I know after, you know, one is believed sometimes, you know, we as microwave Christians after one week, if no answers came, then we are again discouraged. But bringing faith to your home, faith never gives up. Faith continues to say the positive word, whether it's one year, two years, three years. Faith continues to believe. I mean, sometimes we are our own worst uh, enemies in that you start one week very positive, believe the Lord, and, and then, you know, if the answers doesn't come, then we start condemning ourselves. Oh Lord, is there something wrong with me? Oh Lord, why didn't I get the answer and so forth? Well, that's exactly what the devil wants you to do, to go negative, to start doubting yourself, to start doubting God, to start thinking maybe you're not good enough, to start thinking that, you know, nothing will ever come right in your house and so forth, or there's something wrong with this child, or did I sin somewhere? You know, that's exactly what the devil wants you to think, and that's how he wants you to feel. But bringing faith to your house, hallelujah, the answer is there. Even if the devil wants to condemn you, you say, no. Uh, there is now therefore no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. If God be for us, who can be against us? Amen. He who did not spare his own son, amen, but gave him up to be crucified. Hallelujah. Gave him up, amen, to suffer for me so that I can be blessed. Hallelujah. You see, there is, when there's faith in the house, there's an answer to every negative. There is a solution to every negative. Every scripture is the solution already to every problem. And that is bringing faith to your home. And I want you to let your children know, your grandchildren know, keep saying, God has already have the answer. And even when you're laying on your bed, they, they don't have to hear. You can say, thank you, Father, my son, my daughter has a job. Amen. And, and I thank you, Lord. It's a good, well-paid job. Hallelujah. And when you see them, you just look at them, smile. Don't get angry. Just say, I thank the Lord for your job, my son. I thank the Lord, my daughter, for your job in the name of Jesus. And I praise the Lord, amen, that you have that job. Isn't that wonderful to, to be able to, to uh, <clears throat> encourage them, bringing faith to your home, amen? Bring that faith to your home. Jesus, the answer, the word, came up against the word of those who brought that bad testimony Brought the bad tidings that Jairus' daughter was dead. What did Jesus tell Jairus? Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, only believe. Be not afraid, 
Only believe. Be not afraid. Only believe. Be not afraid. Only believe. Hallelujah. When there's faith in your house, the positive, powerful words of the scriptures will come through you, blast through you, come through you powerfully like a volcano that's erupting because you refuse negativity. Jesus refused the negativity that they brought to Jairus. Amen. And said, be not afraid, only believe. And Jesus suffered him. In verse 37, he suffered no man to follow him. In other words, I don't want no unbelief to come with me anymore. Amen. He suffered no man to follow him, save those who had faith, which was Peter and James and John, the brother of James. Amen. In the house of faith, you do not allow unbelief. Amen. Do not bring unbelief into your house. You know, they say Smith Wigglesworth. One of the reasons why I could raise, well, uh, nobody's certain of how many number of uh, people is raised from the dead, but I've listened from a guy who said he knew uh, somebody who knew somebody who knew Smith Wigglesworth personally said that he's counted up to 27 people that Smith Wigglesworth raised from the dead. Now, he said these words. And and, uh, he said, uh, Smith Wigglesworth never allowed any negativity into his house. Uh, Lester Sumrall one day went to the newspaper to visit uh, uh, Smith Wigglesworth. And, and when he entered with the newspaper, Smith Wigglesworth rebuked him and said, I don't want that newspaper in my house. That is, that is deep, real, powerful faith, isn't that true? And I mean, we, we are planting negativities with the news, planting negativities with books we read. And, and, you know, now with the media on our cell phones, you know, we read negativities. And sometimes we just, some people just love negative movies. Jesus said, be not afraid, only believe. And Jesus said, I don't want anybody with unbelief to follow me. I only want Peter and I want James and John, the brother of James, to follow, to come with me. Walk. In other words, people, walk with positive people. Amen. Invite positive people to your home. Hallelujah. Don't entertain negativity. Correct those who come to your house who are negative. Give them a positive word. Hallelujah. And verse 38, and we're almost done. And he come into the house of the ruler of the synagogue and see the tumult and them that wept and wailed greatly. Oh, there was so much unbelief there. And verse 39, And when he was come in, he saith unto them, Why make you this ado and weep? The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. In other words, Jesus shut them up. He said, Why are you crying? Why is carrying on like this? He said, And Jesus took the negativity and put in its place a positivity. He says, Why make you this ado and weep? And Jesus put that positive there. The damsel is not dead, but sleepeth. The place of faith in your house, there must always be a positive for the negative. Amen. There must always be a scripture that will take the place of a negative word. They cried because the damsel was dead, but Jesus came and did not allow negativity of the spirit of death to rule there. Jesus rather said, she's not dead, but she sleeps. Our Lord and Savior watched his words to the last and taught Jairus that, amen. 
and told Jairus, you must only believe. You must not be afraid. Amen. Let the word go forth. In other words, let the word speak. Let the word speak. Jesus spoke. Let the word speak. In your house, let the word speak. Amen. Yes, sometimes your head is full of unbelief. But still, let the word speak. Say the positive. Say the positive. That's what I mean. Your head uh, might be full of unbelief saying, Whoa, wow, I don't know how I'm going to sort this problem out. That's what's going on in the head. But don't release that which is in your head. Release that which is the word of God. Still say the word of God. Still say the word of God. Let the word speak. Let the word speak. Let the word speak. Jesus spoke. Amen. Jesus spoke. Speaking the word is the same as Jesus speaking. And I say that again. Speaking the word in your house is the same as if Jesus is speaking. Hallelujah. Speaking the word of God is the same as if Jesus is speaking. So, Jesus said, why is making such a noise and, and carrying on like this? And so the word spoke and said, she is not dead. The damsel is not dead, but sleep. Amen. Now, no matter how difficult the problem, no matter how negative the problem, now, no matter how it seems like there's no answer, let the word speak. Hallelujah. Sometimes, you know, uh, it doesn't make sense. You know, the problem is already there. Uh, sometimes the doctor already said only two weeks to live. Or, or it's finished. The cancer is spread throughout the whole body. But let the word still speak and says we are healed by the stripes of Jesus. Hallelujah. Let the word speak. Let the word speak through your mouth. Let the word speak through your mouth. Amen. Bring faith into your house. The cupboard is empty, but let the word speak and says you are full. You are full. I have enough. I have full supply in the name of Jesus. And notice here, uh, sometimes logic, you know, uh, uh, will just laugh at you because look at this verse 40 Mark 5 40 and they laughed him to scorn huh? they laughed him to scorn you know sometimes there's no logic left because logically speaking the person is supposed is dead logically speaking your cupboard is empty logically speaking uh, you've got big problems that's the logic that is uh, working everything out with the mind that is the the mental calculations, and that is what you have come up with. But faith is different, amen? Faith is just totally different. They laughed at him. They laughed at our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. But the Bible says, but when he had put them all out, he put them all out. So when logic doesn't line up with the word of God, amen? When facts is not lining up, you know, physical facts is not lining up with the word of God. Hmm? When what you see is not lining up with the word of God. Or what you hear is not lining up with the word of God. Put them all out. Put what you feel also. Put it out. Did you hear what I'm saying? Put them all out. Huh? Sometimes I feel, oh, this is not going to work out. Well, put feelings one side. Hmm? Put Facts. They say this is this is this is how it is. This is the truth. This is how it is. You know that's that's physical facts or or, or, or mental truth or that is the truth. What I see or hear, put it out, because there's a truth that's higher than what we feel. There's a truth that's higher than what we hear. There's a truth that's higher than the facts, and that is the word of God. It says we shall know the truth, 
and the truth shall set us free. Jesus put them all out. He put them all out. Hallelujah. Our Lord and Savior put them all out. Hallelujah. Because faith does not consider the negatives we hear, the negatives we see, the facts that does not line up with the word of God. Faith does not care about that. Faith only knows the word of God that says, by his stripes we are healed. That my God shall supply all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. That I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That is faith. Hallelujah. Faith does not consider the circumstances, the seeing, the hearing, the feelings. Faith does not consider any of that. So in your house, you must let faith rule. And I have to close down now. Jesus put them all out and Jesus spoke his words. He said, Talute kumi. Which is being interpreted, damsel, I say unto thee. Jesus spoke to the problem, spoke directly, says, damsel, I say unto thee, arise. Amen. And she arose and walked. She was 12 years old. And everybody around was astonished with a great astonishment. Well, who wouldn't be astonished? Amen. The word astonished means astounded, wondered. Hmm? And that's what faith will do. It will make everybody wonder that you were in this big mess or your house was crumbling and falling to pieces or that child was such a terrible child on drugs and so on and yet this child has a big Bible, is going to church, is preaching in the streets. Hallelujah. Because you never gave up, you see. Bringing faith to your house, you never give up on your children. Never give up on your spouse. Never give up on yourself. Never give up on your church. Never give up on your pastors. Never give up on anybody. Speak a positive word. Let your house be filled with faith. Bring Jesus to every room. Bring Jesus to every part, corner of your home, into your yard, everywhere. Speak the word. Let faith speak. Let Jesus speak. Beloved, I trust, hallelujah, that we will right now refresh ourselves again, rise up again in faith and be ready to continue to serve God in a mighty way. Let faith not be at church only, but let faith be in your house. Let faith be at your job too, but let it start at home. Amen. Wake up in the morning and say those positive words. Go to bed at night and say those positive words. Say those words. Bring Jesus into the house. Walk with Jesus in your home. Amen. All the time. Let the children know you walk with Jesus. Let your spouse know you walk with Jesus. Let unbelief know you walk with Jesus day and night. Hallelujah. That is very powerful. Isn't that true? Oh, I can go on and on and on. But let us close in prayer right now. Hallelujah. Father God, we just thank you, Lord, that you are in our homes. You are in our hearts. Hallelujah, you're in our spirits. Christ in us, the hope of all glory. May we not, O oh Lord God, be hypocrites and just pretend to serve you when we are amongst believers, Lord. Whilst our whole families know we are acting negatively, while sometimes our own children, Lord, wonder about us being so negative and, and, and Lord, being so fearful, Lord. But today we change. We ask, have mercy on us, forgive us, Lord. That from now on, Lord, we will not serve you only, Lord, 
in front of people outside there, but we will serve you in our homes where nobody's watching. We will serve you, Lord God, in the silence of our rooms. We will serve you, Lord God, all the days of our lives. In Jesus' name. Now, unbelief, we put you out. We bind you. We cast you out in Jesus' name. And Lord, we invite you back. Come into our homes. Come into our lives. Come into my bedroom. Come into my kitchen. Come into my lounge and dining room. Come into my flat. Come, Lord Jesus. I thank you. We receive, Lord God, all the miracles we need. We receive the healings. We receive the deliverances. We receive the finances. In Jesus' mighty name. And we honor you and praise you, Lord. And we say, thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, Father. Amen and amen.